0: Welcome to our Deepest Secrets Revealed podcast with Sarah Finlay. Have you ever had a question for the opposite sex in which you seek to be answered authentically? On this podcast, that is exactly what we do. I discuss intimate topics with guests as they share their point of view about dating, sex and relationships. We are raw and authentic to reveal the essence of how the opposite sex feels about today's topic we are exploring. If you have a question, please feel free to write to us and ask. It just might inspire our next episode and get answered. Thanks for joining me today. Now let's dive in deep to today's topic. Welcome to our Deepest Secrets Revealed podcast. I'm Sarah Finlay and thank you so much for listening. In today's topic, we will be discussing dating in your 20s versus dating in your 30s and what the difference is. And to bring the female perspective, I've invited my mate back, Sel. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Sam. Do you think there is a difference um, dating in your 20s versus dating in your 30s? Yep,
1: from our previous conversations talking about this. We were talking about knowing yourself, knowing your boundaries, knowing what you want and how much that changes from I'd say, from your early 20s to early 30s because that's what I'm going to use as an example. Yeah, totally. I think you're just trying out different things in experimental kind of curious stages in your early 20s. And it's totally, totally different. It's like two separate people.
0: Which is really important to do to get to know yourself so by the time you're in your 30s you know what you want and you don't want and what your values are and you can only do that through experimenting, right?
1: Yeah, I think some people
0: got friends that were
1: probably in relationships
0: for their whole
1: 20s and they still explored themselves because with all your, the bullshit that goes on in relationships, you still end up learning a lot about yourself even if you're in one for your whole of your 20s. So I think it's just about not necessarily trying and experimenting with sex and dating but personally I uh, still meet people and say people that have, I don't know, got married and had kids at like 23 and think, whoa. That's insane, because that's I can't imagine being with the same person then that I am with now. Does that make sense? Because I was yeah. so different then that I'm to now. But that, that's my experience. Maybe other people have had have stayed the same. Maybe maybe it's just us that have had huge transformations. But I don't think, so. I think most people have pretty massive differences. No, I
0: actually had signs of myself before I got into a long term relationship in my twenties but I didn't have enough time to explore it. And then that relationship influenced some of those things. Like I was curious about surfing when I was at university and I started to try to learn, but I didn't know how to learn. And then I stopped going to the ocean because my partner wasn't really into it that much. We didn't have much time to spend together. So then I stopped learning to surf. And then once I became single, I was like, I'm getting back into surfing. And now I've had enough time that I've dedicated to it that I've got the taste and I'm obsessed with it now. And that's like part of my life. But there was a little inkling there in my 20s, but I didn't have that enough time to, to explore that on my own. So being single is really important, actually, in your 20s. And if you end up yep. in your 30s single, well, I don't know. I reckon you'll meet someone as well. It doesn't matter. It's fun dating in your 30s. Yeah, it is. More fun, I think. Much yeah. Why do you yeah. think it's more fun dating in your 30s versus 20s? Because you're more ruthless with what you've done
1: or even turn up to dates or date people that you don't think you'll be interested in at all.
0: Yeah, so therefore you're not having as many boring dates. Yeah, damn. <laughs> or bad, I'm bad dates.
1: I'm much you- more straight down the line in dates now than I was in my 20s. I'm like, it's about me having a good time. That sounds so selfish, but it is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's good, and it's yeah. but you understand what you want and if it doesn't, if it's not in line, just next, don't have time, move on. Let's yeah. not yeah. waste it. Yeah, that's fair enough. It's almost a mutual
1: decision. It's like mutually people in their 30s have decided, no, nah, there's no time for bullshit. Yeah. So I think people handle messages of truth a bit better as well, like messaging people saying, no, nah, sorry, not feeling it. You, get, I get a lot more responses that are like cool thanks for being honest whereas mm. in my 20s um when there were phones like late 20s it was more <laughs> like get fucked <laughs> Had it. Like, Um rude kind of wounded oh, egos
0: yeah straight up well yeah. that's nice if maybe people aren't as wounded or maybe yeah. it's because they've got attention scattered so many they're just like oh, i dropped one ball but i've still got 10 i don't know
1: Yeah, yeah. Or just there seems to be a bit more, like, appreciation for honesty.
0: Mm, Um, I think it's
1: essential in life. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And there's a fine line with the dating game, that message of, like, yeah, no, I don't want to see you anymore. A lot of the time you still have to kind of be, like, it's not you, it's me. (laughs) Like, oh, no, I'm not really ready for that right now. But actually you didn't have sexual chemistry, but you don't want to go into it.
0: I say that, actually.
1: I'll mm. say I'll say
0: we didn't vibe sexually, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe that's might be mean, but it's not to be mean. It's just like there might or it might be didn't feel, I don't think we vibe on the same level, which often means yeah. that anyway or can mean on a different level, but yeah we've
1: both got the, I think lucky background of having been divorced to people who we probably weren't matched to sexually. And so, (laughs) if if guys give me angry responses to that, I go, "Sorry, I've I had my you know half my twenties with somebody that I wasn't matched with properly, and we (laughs) weren't (laughs) for each other, and I'm not wasting time mine or yours again." So,
0: (laughs) 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 because it doesn't get better, that's what we learn. Yeah, Yeah, it does not get better. So. And this is another topic that I love to talk about and a lot of people find I'm too out there with is I don't think people put um sexual compatibility on the dating checklist. Like they put all this other stuff but they don't actually put in that list and I'm not saying it's the only thing, obviously you want a connection and stuff, but sexual compatibility, like are you on the same level, do you mm-hmm. have the same sex drive? Are you into the same sort of stuff sexually? Do you want sex as much or as little as each other? Is it compatible?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think people use their intuition a lot for that,
1: but I think it's a bit of a taboo conversation to be had too, but not
0: for It is very taboo every time I bring it it up.
1: Yeah, but divorcing after not having a spark with someone for years and years has
0: given me that ruthless edge with that. Same. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Because I think in the end what we learned is that it is actually really important because it doesn't get better and then you can waste, that sounds like such a strong, horrible word, but waste lots of time with someone that you're not satisfied with when you could meet someone that you're on the same level with that way and all the other ways and have a connection.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think the word connection is really important there because you can have the connection with someone sexually, and then improve through communication and talk about things and talk about what you like and what you don't like, but having that massive spark is important. Yeah, and that's what you
0: can't make up. I think no, it's either there, or it's not. It's very mm-hmm. interesting that actually, just why why it is and why it's not doesn't really make any logical sense whatsoever. I think, no. Nah. Doesn't I think it's about hey personalities
1: gel as well, and if you're at ease with someone, it makes it really
0: smooth. Makes playfulness easy. So, what's our yeah. advice for people in their twenties? Don't dive in head first. And what's that mean?
1: Uh, if you feel a pressure, which there still is, to get married and have kids, which everyone thinks is the ugh,
0: like so that's what I is hate. apparently going to make everyone happy. Yep. Yeah, the, the, the pinnacle of a
1: relationship is having kids, like this performance at the end.
0: But if you've got <laughs> that as a goal,
1: I think being with someone in your 20s, waiting that out till you're at least your late 20s before you decide this is the, a person I want to spend the rest of my life with is probably advice I would have given myself.
0: Because
1: mm. um, you changed so much from like 28 to 33, I think.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Maybe that's just me, but. Don't think so.
0: (laughs) I don't think so either. So just don't rush into things. You don't need to rush into things too quickly. And the most important thing is to really understand what you value, what you value in life, how you authentically want to live your life, uh, what you want to experience, what actual values like, you know, loyalty or different things like that like what you actually value and they're all completely different and then you're able to f- find the right person that that is compatible for yourself hopefully yin and yang
1: <laughs> yeah so true you yeah. a really good thing to me once we were talking about getting intellectual stimulation for a partner and she said to me made a big impact actually that you're forgetting that slash that you can you get intellectual stimulation from all these different areas. You don't necessarily have to be dating someone that is 100% um, available to stimulate you intellectually all the time. Which I think is really was awesome advice because it made me realise that you can't find that perfect I don't know balance. It's bullshit. It's a bullshit ideal. Idealism,
0: yes, it's it's expecting too much from one person, and that's what Esther Perel talks about—that you're expecting everything from this one person. Yeah, sort of selfish, like kind of selfish motivations. So the question then is: is if that one person can't give you all those things, what do you have to let go of? And and just yeah,
1: I think that's you're trying to learn find that outside of yourself. And what you might, you know, what you find yourself capable of is satisfying enough that sustains you. You know, you go into a career that's satisfying or you change in your late, in your late 30s and you go into a different career or you have dual and you find, or you find a hobby that's really stimulating for yourself, or something that drives you forward that kind of satisfies a huge area of your life.
0: Mm, so you don't expect yeah. that from your partner anymore? Yeah. I don't think you can. Some people do, though. Yeah, there's actually this um, saying that no one can make you happy, actually, only you can. Like it's completely your responsibility and you can only find happiness and peace from within, actually. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, because also what that does is how you perceive the world is also how you experience it, right, as well. Yeah. So absolutely. if you're experiencing it in a negative light, everything's going to be negative. If you're experiencing everything in a positive light, everything's going to be pretty positive.
1: Yeah, very true. It's interesting that we're driven. We're kind of our genetic makeup is our minds lean towards negative thoughts as a kind of um, fight or flight mechanism to be alert. For predators and for threats. So, you've actually got to rewrite negative thoughts using CBT, which you and I both know a lot about, like mm. cognitive behavioral therapy, where you bring positivity into your own head actively every day.
0: I um, actively do it every single day. Yeah. And then when I have a really bad day, I do it even more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For the really refrain.
1: Sometimes as well. But it's forcing yourself, getting used to forcing yourself to do it, that as soon as you start doing it,
0: turn around quickly yeah you reframe so what we're talking about because I don't know if I've explained it exactly is a negative thought comes into your mind often about yourself really or how you're perceiving something and instead of just sitting on that negative story is reframing it into something positive or seeing the light in something or seeing the blessing or the lesson or something like that as opposed to focusing on the negative story and learning from it
1: referring to it as a story is really really good that's really insightful because it's it is it's a little narrative that you tell yourself it's it's not true usually yeah. it's unfounded and it's if you objectively look at it and break it down then it's not true and that's yeah. probably where the two things that change about yourself so much over your 20s that make dating in your 30s completely different
0: totally do yeah it's just perspective on everything for sure and then, then you can develop healthy self-love and everything like that and work out what your boundaries are and have enough self-love to honour them, but honour them in a loving way.
1: Yeah, totally true. Because I think once you're freed from the bullshit, teenage self-hate, that kind of overshadows 20s for a lot of people. Once that's off your shoulders, you've got the room to actually take things in, in a different way. Mm-hmm. But just because you're
0: shrugged. in your 30s doesn't mean you're freed from it because a lot of people still don't yeah. work on that stuff. You've got to actually yeah. work on f- getting yourself free from it.
1: Yeah. It takes a lot of
0: work, right? It does. takes a long time of
1: work. I think people need to get into those cognitive behavioural therapies earlier because the difference in those of just therapy is amazing and you can do it with online you can do it with apps now it's amazing oh really wow there's a whole heap of stuff that you can do that you don't even need therapists for it's just positive psychology it's pretty cool
0: yeah that's how i do it's it. the only way about it actually so mm. and i believe that you need the support from others like that to be able to really grow and develop too like you definitely need a coach or someone mm, help yeah, you, you be accountable yeah
1: a cool
0: person in your life. I did. I you? still yeah. do. No, She's that's great. Yeah. Mm. She's great. I send everyone to her. <laughs> there was a little bit of a joke from my cousin that maybe sometimes if I'm not sure how to help anyone anymore, yeah. I just go, oh, you've got to go to Sheree now.
1: <laughs> well, it's not a bad idea. It's, not, it's actually really good.
0: Yeah. That's a, a fine backup plan. Yeah. I think- well, I know it works every time, so it's yeah. a solid plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh,
1: go and see it at a good point
0: in your life to make things even better. Definitely, definitely work out how to manifest that and create it more mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, and also what's going to be interesting for people in their 20s dating is you guys have always had technology dating. Like us in our 30s, it, it came along. I was in this long-term relationship and when I came out of it, all of a sudden all these Apps were a thing and Facebook was a thing, like that didn't exist beforehand yeah. at all. You just met someone in person, really or through a friend yeah. that was that was the network. Um when people in their twenties are in their thirties and how how that difference is and what the changes are with the technology, if if that really changes things for them or not really because the changes happen there and maybe there's more self development as people wake up. Yeah, it's
1: interesting that they haven't had the they won't ever have an experience of being like minimal technology like we did. We had to call each other on phones and if you were running late and if you'd actually stand people up. If you were gonna be in a <laughs> you stuffed it. So <laughs> yeah. you had to be more on time. <laughs> and now people can reschedule at the drop of the hat. And they do.
0: I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, you just had to be on time. There was no, or else you're just rude. There was no way of letting them know or yeah, yeah, or trying to not um, get caught using the home phone growing up because a boy's calling or a girl's calling or something like that. I don't know. (laughs) Technology (laughs) definitely has changed. But I, I think there's good things about it and there's definitely a lot of horrible things about it as well, but there's always good and bad in everything. Right, dark and light. Yeah,
1: for sure. Tinder no, I used in my late 20s and there were, was lots of hookups on it. Yeah. Um, I wasn't really into. And then now it seems like everyone's kind of joined in. So the huge wide range of people on it, not just people looking for shags. Yeah. So it's changed the whole platform of Tinder is used by most people.
0: Yeah, because it sort of got a bit of a bad reputation there for a little while. It did start, yeah, and now it's kind of just everyone's on board.
1: So you do have a bit more of a rep- like representation of everyone, of all different groups. It's good.
0: Yeah, mm. it is. There's all sorts of apps coming out these days. It's a little bit overwhelming, actually. <laughs> yeah, it would be. Yeah. Good. Crazy.
1: We were speaking about being able to go onto different sites on Facebook um, and the way of meeting people through groups on Facebook has just changed. Dating game? It's oh, amazing. really? What, like, what, happens? Like, what happens? I don't know what happens. Celiac groups on Facebook. I can join celiacs in Melbourne and like it's really dorky example <laughs> 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 and other celiacs that want to date or like there's there's a page that I joined a while ago. We had to write a little bio and get accepted into it. That's Ang. Um, what is it? It's like pessimistic vegans of Melbourne. <laughs> like it's. Going out of its way to not be nice vegans. It's like, no, we want all the angry motherfuckers. And oh, I was like, wow, yeah, that sounds a little
0: bit heavy. I love it. It's awesome. They I'm, just make. I'm, like, I'm going to guess you didn't find love there, where there's people full of hate.
1: Nah, <laughs> but it's pretty funny. They just post like Seinfeld quotes and stuff. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So so that's how you're using Facebook groups to f- find dates. I didn't even <laughs> know that was a thing. I, I feel like I'm always so behind.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I've had a couple of dates from actually some funny ones. I've had some randoms add me on two people, ra- add me on Facebook, and I've thought that they were friends, little brothers. This happened once, actually, and then another <laughs> person I thought. Someone else, and I've messaged later and said, "Oh, are you? Someone says little brother, and like, no, I'm like, who are you? <laughs> random, but yeah, you end up chatting to them, or whatever. Doesn't necessarily end in dates, but you know, just it's a funny, it's a funny way that things are working. with Friendship requests and following, and
0: oh yeah, that tricks me out. I generally decline because it's too weird. Mm. Do you know what? Should we also give the people in their 20s some advice about the good old way to pick up so, like, they've got more chances of meeting people and not just using these apps? Like, you can actually do it in person in real house life? Party.
1: House parties are so underrated. Good house party where people, friend that you like and you know they're going to have a good one, so underrated where you go to a house yes. party and go, these are my kind of people. I know I'm going to enjoy this. This is going to be fun. And you yeah, know, that is
0: have a good way. People. Yeah. But do you do you think the people in their twenties still approaching it? I feel like it's so old even saying that approaching each other properly at parties. Or are some people too shy these days? Because and they're all in the party swipe left or right and that instead of actually interacting. Oh, that would be such a funny scene on a movie.
1: Would <laughs> be. It'd be interesting. I'm sure if you were a fly on the wall in parties, you'd find some that the whole place is on their phone. Bit. Yeah, it's a, that's
0: a bit boring. Nah, sure that not does boring. not sound like our parties back in the day at all. No, nah. but kids are still going to school with each other every day, and
1: they um, at school have to socialize, have to interact. Um, co-ed schools, they have to get used to asking each other out. A lot of them do it on Facebook and social media, but they still go to school and then hold hands and date. So at the end of the day, <laughs> these interactions happening.
0: Yeah, that's true. So I think I've got this little thing that I've, you know, talk about and try to share and people think isn't a thing, but then I show them and it is, is the art of eye fucking. That's what everyone needs to know. Yeah. That's how point. you pick up in person, like, all right, everyone's in the room, but doesn't mean anything's happening. So this By is this Yes. <laughs> this is the so skill. Us. Us, us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Women this works, and I had a group of girlfriends that didn't believe me that it works. So we had a little challenge in this club, and Sorry. I tell the girls pick out the hottest guy in the room, and I'll I fuck him and bring him over and he'll ask for my number. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> Wh- whatever, whatever. And I go, what about that one? Everyone agreed on him, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah. He's like super sexy at the bar, you know, scouting out the room. So I, I fuck him, um, which I'll explain what that is soon. And the girls, you know, sort of laughing at me thinking that's impossible. Next minute though, he's comes over and he's asking for my number, giving him my number, whatnot, done. That was the point of it was that was my objective. So that was achieved. And then all my girlfriends were mm-hmm. like, what the hell just happened? What did you do? And we need to know. So I think this is what we need to teach everyone: is yeah. the art of eye fucking. Now, how I do you I, do it? I think at a club. I think it's all about actually context and settings.
1: There you go. You can't eye fuck someone on a tram in the same way you can on a club. Yes, in a you club.
0: can. What do you mean you oh. can't do it? And the a tram is called a trolley, trolley in America. You could yeah, do it anywhere. You could do it in a supermarket. Or yeah, I don't you know could you do do it. get the same response. Yes, you, if they're single, you are. If they're married, you're not. Because, and that's what people are scared because they haven't checked if they're on the app, whether they're single or not. so there's a risk of rejection. Oh, no. hmm. Okay That's different so then That's not saying okay. that I fucking method doesn't work.
1: No, no, definitely I'm all for that. I think it's about intuition. I think it's un- a little bit unteachable actually.
0: Well I think what it is I'm gonna break it down. So what it is you know you're somewhere wherever let's let's put it in a bar scenario because that's often where it does happen there's a yeah. most beautiful girl there standing at the bar there's the most gorgeous guy standing at the bar whatever you're looking at and you're thinking yeah, they're hot i want to talk to them that's the objective to be with. talk or maybe get their number or give him my number so all it comes down to is the eyes is you have to literally it's like looking at that person and imagining them naked, I reckon, and so it brings out the sexual energy of you and you've got to get caught. You've got to look at them, look away, look again, look look away, yeah. look again, look away, and you have to get caught a couple of oh, times okay. that you're look looking again. because what yeah. that is doing is giving the signal to the other person safe to approach i'm into you yeah yeah and girls that's enough of what you need to do for a man to feel confident enough that's sort of like your swipe left swipe right move in person Mm -hmm. really
1: is the guy fucking move
0: swipe right swipe left Anyway, so that's your that's your green light and then he knows it's safe to approach or you even know it's safe to approach. You know you're into each other and then you can approach each other in person and start talking and then, you know, take yep. it from there. The
1: main Then the main thing really is if you're going to venture out and try this, you're going, yeah, if they don't come up to me, they're taken or they've already got their eye on somebody else in the bar. Yeah, that's, that's fine.
0: That's all right. You're not embarrassed because no one else saw you flick your eyes at them three or four oh, times
1: it's, it's, it a shit. you've had
0: you've had a look at some <laughs> yeah, tattoos, didn't do
1: much but on display in the room that's all
0: yeah so it's it's worth it it's it's very safe so you can do that anywhere you don't have to be in a bar or anything that that move works anyway i'll tell you mm. that one and so that was always what I would always try to teach my girlfriends um, how to do, and the only time it was actually a problem was with my best friend, and if you're listening, you'll probably start laughing, but I forgot her eyesight wasn't so good without her glasses, so she, she found it a bit hard to do, to focus. So, oh <laughs> so um, I did it for her. So, and I oh. had a boyfriend. I, I, so that was how much of a wing woman I was. I was like, it's all right, babe. I've got this. I'll reel him in for you. And then I'll just quickly hand him over. Um, cause I clearly have a boyfriend. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what we he did. Gave him
1: over. Got him interested. Yeah. I pulled oh. him
0: over. Then I had to quickly handball him over to my girlfriend and basically insinuate I'm not actually into you, but my girlfriend is cause I have a boyfriend. Cha-ching. And it worked. So. In both cases, it just still proves, yeah, oh, yeah, that could be something fun to do actually after really? listening to this podcast is going out this weekend and I fucking pairing up with a friend and I fucking for each other.
1: Yeah, see if it works.
0: Yeah, bring someone over for your mate and then handball them over. That could be a fun game. That sounds so nasty in some ways but, you know, see see if you're good at picking for the other person. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. That'd be so much well, fun, wouldn't
1: it? Real well, life. Disagreement uh, between friends on whose like subjective opinion is so important.
0: But like, you just never know. You'd never what if yeah. they like got it right?
1: Yeah. Or that's something they would somebody they would normally not even speak to.
0: Yeah. But and you, you have to talk to that person.
1: Well, they're being too judgmental. They're ruling people out They might yeah. actually really be really
0: good.
1: That's exciting.
0: It cool would be a fun game. I'll have to mm. find a friend to play it with. Wish <laughs>
1: I could play it with you.
0: <laughs> I know, there's a little bit of water in between us, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. you'll have to come over to LA, show I'll you around. Yeah. yeah, start saving. That'd be fun. Yeah, it would be very fun. Thanks, so yeah. I think this is our advice to the people in their 20s, Yeah, thoughts of dating 20s versus 30s, and this has been a great, chat, you know, reminiscing Mm -hmm. as well as current times and that. And, yeah, it's interesting how life just changes so quickly. Yeah, it's exciting. 30s is fun. 30s is great, people. And if you have just become single in your late 20s or early 30s, do not not fear, do not panic. You're about to have the freaking time of your life is what you're about to have. So, And don't let anyone else try to tell you otherwise, everything is all right. You have just listened to Our Deepest Secrets Revealed podcast with Sarah Finlay. Don't forget to subscribe to be alerted to our next episode. Connect with us via Twitter and if you have any questions, please email my question at Help us get the word out there and email a friend or two today about this episode. You can go over to iTunes and share the episode directly to a friend via a tweet, Facebook Messenger share, or post it to your profile. Otherwise, you can copy the link and email it. Thank you so much for sharing. Until next time, keep shining. Enjoyed this episode of our Deepest Secrets Review? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's like leaving a tip and really appreciate it. Thank you.